Hello to all the babes out there, and that is not exclusively women, talking to you dudes too. Babe dudes, babe women, it's all there because David Lee Roth loves to call people babe or baby, and why not? And it's relevant because this is And the Podcast Will Rock. We are the show that dives into the catalog of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And it's not just about David Lee Roth, it's about Sammy Hagar, and yes, it's even about Gary Sharon at times. It's all the songs by Van Halen, and if you have joined us before, you already know what we do, but I figure I give it to the new listeners while I'm at it. And for you new listeners, I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire, with me as always from the great white north, Corey Morissette. How white is the north today? It is white, and it remains completely frozen. Uh, today was minus 47 degrees Celsius with the wind chill, which is minus 52 degrees Fahrenheit. You can't function uh, in that kind of cold. Nothing functions. Vehicles don't run. Uh, your skin freezes almost instantly when you walk outside. Uh, it's absolutely terrible. So I really look forward to these evenings where I could spend some time uh, with you all listening, with my buddy Mark, with my uh, Wiser Special Blend Whiskey, and uh, the mighty Van Halen. <laughs> and not to flex, but we did finally have a snow day over here in uh, in Nashville. And everything stopped. Everything shut down because Nashville doesn't know what to do with themselves in uh, in snowy weather. And also not to brag, but uh, yeah, Corey, Corey's temperature, that's fine. But us here, we're in the, the whopping 21 degrees. Fahrenheit, so you know, not not that it's a competition or anything, because if it were, well, Corey would win or lose. However, you're looking at that situation. Well, it's because close. Only- you know, there, there's only a seventy degree difference in where you are <laughs> and where I am. If, so think about Fair it that way: point. seventy damn degrees. And I, uh, I saw the little yeah. skiff of snow you guys got. We we call that August. That's what happens up here in August. That's fair. That's fair. But considering uh, over here in the southern U.S., we're not used to uh, any bit of snow except for maybe the occasional flurries in January or February. We got four inches and counting right now. So uh, it is it's it's nuts. It's crazy. The weather is the weather. Uh, And by the time Saturday and Sunday roll around, it will all be gone. At least that's what they are predicting, and that is usually what we expect over here. So, I mean, it it makes no sense. This time last week, we were in the uh, 70 degree Fahrenheit. We were in springtime weather. I thought spring came early, and I was very happy. Little did I know of the blizzard, little mini blizzard that we would uh, encounter just seven days later. Here we are. But nevertheless, a snow day is the perfect day to stay inside, stay warm, and as Corey pointed, yeah, have yourself a little bit of whiskey, a little libations from the safety of your own home. And while you're at it, you can jam some Van Halen because there's no, there's no bad time to jam Van Halen. But I find that when you are at home, 
and you're just relaxing, you're kicking back, nothing really sets the mood than perhaps an album or a whole playlist of random songs from a great rock band like Van Halen. I know that I personally like to put everything on a shuffle. My whole playlist, I put on a shuffle and I just let the music take me. Sometimes Van Halen pops in there and then sometimes I get a whole echelon of of different things what album do you like to jam if you are just chilling at home Corey? is it a van halen album or do you go for a different sort of band oh man it depends on the mood right it's been a lot of oh, Beatles yeah. lately thanks to peter jackson and the get back documentary uh, it's a lot of van halen van halen one is a great album to just kind of pop on uh, on the old record player or if i'm at the computer you hit it sometimes you hit shuffle uh for unlawful uh, is another one for me uh, from the Sammy era, I think it's one of their better uh, Sammy albums, even though there's some uh, really uh, bad songs on there as well. But uh, between 5150 and Van Halen 1, 1984, uh, to me, th those are the go-tos. But for tonight's show, uh, I'm hoping we get something a little more obscure. I'm, I was kind of in a, in a fair warning kind of mood. So I, I'm kind of hoping for something off of uh, that album here tonight. That would be really cool. I would not be mad at maybe a song or two from Unlawful. Uh, there are some songs from that album I don't want to hear as well. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm really excited to see when we're going to get to a particular track. There is a particular track by Van Halen that I have always held dear to my heart, and I cannot wait to talk about it, what the song means to me. Uh, why I love it, uh, uh, the references behind it. And I'm not even going to tell you what song that is. I'm just going to, when we come to it, you will know. But since our last episode, we got our first Sammy Hagar era tune, I'm really curious to see what we get this time. Maybe the wheel, now that it's in Sammy mode, will be kind and will give us some more Sammy. Not that there's anything wrong with uh, some Roth era. It's fine, but I most of our shows have been about a Roth tune, you know what I mean? So it's it's time to let Sammy have his day. So I that is that is all I hope for. Again, no prediction, no guesses, no wagers or gambles. Just just a hope. A hope that perhaps Sammy will grace our airwaves yet again. How about you? What are you hoping for? Well, like I said, maybe something from Fair Warning. Um, I know uh, last week's show we were talking off air a little bit, Mark, and you said your uh, your lady there uh, listen to the show. And uh, she didn't really dig uh, It's About Time uh, from she the Best not. of Both Worlds as much as we did. Uh, so I'm hoping something that Christy likes. Does she uh, side more with the uh, David Lee Roth camp or the Sammy Hagar camp? I tell you, she she is a proud Team Hagar uh, listener. Uh, she doesn't have a problem with the Roth era, but much like our – that's one of the things that we very much connect on uh, is the fact that she believes that – Sammy is the better songwriter. He's the better singer. She finds that she connects more with Sammy's tunes than Roth's. I don't think she's ever even heard the Sharon era, save for the one episode where we talked about that song. Uh, and, you know, she's indifferent. But, yeah, if, if, I, if we had it, or if she had it her way, we would just be discussing only the Hagar era <laughs> and probably nothing else. Although she is intrigued by the things that we have to say and our analysis when we go through the songs that we have, which have mostly been Roth. So for her sake, I would like to get some more Sammy just because I know she'd be m 
much more enthused on our show if we talk about uh, some Sammy tunes. So let's see if the wheel will be merciful in that aspect or if the wheel wants to be fickle as it is known to do. All right, without uh, further ado, Mark, uh, maybe I'll just give a refresher for uh, any new listeners out there. We put every single Van Halen song, uh, except for the instrumentals, because it's pretty hard to break those down, on a giant wheel. And every week we spin the wheel and uh, and we see what we get. So I'm just going to give a few quick shuffles here. We have 112 songs left on the wheel, so slowly but surely we're knocking them off here. This is show number eight of uh, of 120. So <laughs> got a long <laughs> got a ways way to, to go. go here yet. Yeah. All right. And so at this point, we turn things over to Mr. Hagar. Here we go! Coming down. Oh, it's going to be another, a different kind of truth track. This is Honey Baby Sweetie Doll. So it's a, yeah, it's a David Lee Roth uh, and one of the newer ones from A Different Kind of Truth. Uh, Have you ever heard this one before, Mark? I have not, and uh, I would I would be sure to remember such a title. Uh, it is one big word, uh, <laughs> honey baby, sweetie doll. Honey baby, sweetie doll. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would remember that. Uh, I I am not familiar with this track, uh, so it definitely sounds from the title alone like a like a Roth tune just just from that title. I'm very curious as to what the lyrics would possibly be with this one and how uh, Dave is going to sound on it as well. Because as we know, towards the, uh, I mean, he, he sounded good in this album, or at least based on the song that we've already gone through. He sounded, he sounded like Dave sounded okay. Uh, Not nearly as uh, big on the high pitched squeals as he used to do because for, you know, for obvious reasons, I'm sure but that didn't stop him from attempting. And so I would be very curious to see if this song has a little bit more of that flair or if this is something completely different. I don't know. The title would dictate probably not. But I, I'm curious. Have you uh, have you heard this song before? Uh, if I have, it's been a long time. I'm just doing a little reading on it here. Uh, and uh, it says here, uh, again, our friends from the Van Halen News Desk, uh, Honey Baby Sweetie Doll. Is uh, probably the most experimental track on the album. Um, they're saying it may be a derivative of an unreleased track from the Woman and Children first sessions called Honey Baby. Uh, the similarities are oh. fleeting and frankly not evident to us all, as Honey Baby Sweetie Doll stands entirely on its own. So they don't really consider it to be a reworked demo, but a brand new beast that has no equal, is how they describe it. So uh, they're saying it's a very, very heavy, uh, almost experimental track for Van Halen. So that's interesting. Ah, well. Uh, you have my attention, that's for sure. So uh, I hope that hype lives up. I hope the song lives up to that. Me too. It's actually kind of uh, apropos we got a David Lee Ross song because just this past week, uh, David had to cancel uh, his uh, run of shows that he was going to do in Las Vegas. That was kind of dubbed his uh, retirement uh, residency uh, in Vegas uh, for New Ah. Year's and, and into January. He had to cancel all that. So um, you know, everyone's kind of hoping that uh, maybe him canceling this. Of course, COVID uh, is kind of ramping up again with the Omicron variant right, uh, in right. North America. Uh, you know, maybe for a, a final goodbye, maybe he'll plot uh, a more of a, a proper tour through through North America. I know he got, uh, even though Gene Simmons didn't seem to be a fan at first, he got some pretty good raves 
uh, when he was opening for Kiss uh, last year, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, Dave needs like a farewell tour, like a proper farewell tour. I feel like that's something he just needs to do. Whether or not, I mean, he he can do it, uh, you know, physically uh, or perhaps financially, depending on how things go. I know the uh, COVID has kind of screwed up everything in in terms, especially in terms of live shows and booking. I know it's it's a whole mess, so I, that might have a lot to do with it, and then also might have a lot to do with just to him personally. Maybe he doesn't want to do a full on tour due to personal reasons i get it you know he's not a spring chicken anymore it's fine mm -hmm. but i do feel like if he's going to go out he needs a proper tour that's just my opinion it, it, it kind of fits david lee roth right he likes being the center of attention i think in a lot of ways so uh oh, there were there's a lot of press when he announced that uh this would be his kind of final run of shows uh so uh, he he does like the the publicity so i imagine if he came back in say april when hopefully omicron has settled down with a whole slew of like 2030 North American dates. Uh, I'm sure that they would do quite well. Let's hope. Let's hope and I'm I, I'll be uh keeping an eye out for for that sort of thing, but nevertheless, uh Honey Baby Sweetie Doll. They say it's a uh, heavy and experimental. Well, I guess we will be the judge of that because this is going to be a a, a new a fresh listen for us if you will. I'm excited to to hear it. Uh, let's. Uh, what, how about you, Corey? You ready for this? I, I'm very excited uh, to, to give this a listen because uh, when I hear about people talking about a different kind of truth, uh, this is one of the tracks that they kind of list as being a standout. And we've done a couple of a different kind of truth songs already out of eight mm -hmm. shows. Three now uh, were from a different kind of truth. So the the wheel is a big fan of this album. So we're getting these songs out of the way uh, really quick. So. Uh, what do you say, Mark? Let's give this thing. one a spin. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. So, uh... I just want to clarify, that is the beginning of the song. That's not anything <laughs> on our end. Uh, we had audio cool. issues in the first few shows. I think we got those cleared up, though. So this is actually the song. Yeah, yeah. No, this is the song. Uh, you're 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 not experiencing any sort of technical difficulties. That is just uh, how the song goes. With uh, Eddie doing a little pick scratch on the on his uh, strings to add some, I guess, ambiance. But yeah, what you're hearing is correct. All right. <laughs> all right uh 
thoughts? No, folks, you are not listening to Primer 55 or Spine Shank or whatever new metal band of yesteryear that was hot for a good 15 seconds. No, no, no. That's Van Halen giving their wor- giving that a whirl. Uh, this is wow. Now I see what they were talking about. Experimental. Yeah. The problem is this album came out long after the new metal era had ended. Uh, and I guess they just didn't get the memo because this song sounds new metal as hell. Uh, for those of you who don't know what new metal is, it was made very famous by bands like Korn, uh, Stained, Limp Biscuit, kind of rap metal, sort of just that uh, very weird few chord metal. Uh, um, you'd know it if you heard it. Well, you just heard it because that's what that sounds like what Van Halen is trying to do here. Uh, even even Dave, the vocals, he he he's doing uh, he's doing something he does not usually do. Um, so full marks for that. And now I totally get why he said it's uh, the most experimental and it's heavier. Like it is heavier. I'll give him that. Um, but boy, I I I did not expect a new metal turn for at least for the song from Van Halen. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Corey? I kind of dug it out. Like uh, I wasn't sure what to expect with with that whole extended intro, right? With with the pick crash and all that. And you're kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? When they kicked into it, when I realized it wasn't Volbeat or, or somebody like that, it was like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of digging this. And then uh, lyrically, uh, we we always make fun of David's lyrics here, but Honey Baby, Sweetie Doll, you're the one that I want, or I don't want it all. Uh, honey Baby, my heart's a flame. I'm all up, and you're to blame. Honey Baby, Sweetie Girl, let me count the ways you rock my world. Souls. Stone Soul Sister, Soccer Mom, Muchacha Miga Cherry Bomb. Like, <laughs> you nearly had me, Dave. You nearly had me. And then you just, you literally ran out of ideas with that last line. Stone <laughs> Soul Sister, Soccer Mom, Muchacha Maga. Like, what? <laughs> did you, did you, did you have a stroke in the middle of this? Like, I don't know. Um, however, you know, I could poke fun at that all day, but to be honest with you, he's uh, if they're going for a new metal sound, he went for the new metal lyrics because a lot of times, a lot of those bands had songs with lyrics that made no sense. It was just fitting the uh, the vibe of uh, of the riffs and how the the song structure goes. Uh, the junior high kid and me jamming coal chamber and filter really wants to dig this, so I, I'm curious to see where this goes. Now, is this maybe a little bit of the Wolfgang Van Halen influence? He's listed as one of the songwriters along with uh, Uncle Alex, Father Eddie, and David Lee Roth. So uh, is maybe Ooh. some new blood in the band uh, to thank for this? Maybe so. I hadn't thought about that. I don't know how old uh, Wolfgang is. Um, he's uh, I, I have to say we're probably not too far away from each other in age. So if that's the case... And if he's a, a songwriter on this, then I would probably venture a guess to say, yeah, I think it is heavily influenced by whatever he was listening to at the time and just how his musical mindset is. Yeah, that that would make a lot of sense, actually. So perhaps, perhaps. I think you're on to something. All right. Well, let's see where we go from here. Bad little cowboy, some to your room. Let's get started. Let's not stop soon. I'm all like the ocean when the moon is full. I'm a big screen with the sex in your All right. David Lee Roth is 
<laughs> Classic Dave lyrics. I got th- these are are fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm it. a bad little cowboy. Send me to your room. Let's get started. Let's not stop soon. I'm more like the ocean when the moon is full. I'm a face grenade with the sex pin pulled. The man's a poet, mm. Mark. It's I mean sheer poetry of a certain variety. I'm not mad at it, um, but it is definitely making me giggle. I, I, I'm digging it. I tell you, I'm gonna when I'm looking to get tender with the wife next time. I'm gonna be a face grenade with the sex pin pulled. That's awesome. Heyo, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's keep on going. Yeah. You're going to make me crash, you red-hot Florida trailer trash. Now, that's a switch. Love best it. Best line in the song. <laughs> that's the best. And, you know, apologies to you Florida people, but not really because, come on, <laughs> that's just great. You red-hot Florida trailer trash. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, a bit on the nose, but you don't expect that from Van Halen. I'm not, I didn't expect any of this from Van Halen. <laughs> this is a, wow, man, this is. No, the just, solo too. We just had the solo before that. You're the guitar guy. Uh, what did you think it was? Yeah, the work Eddie, he, you know, did there. He didn't. I mean, it it was not your typical Eddie solo. Uh, it feels like I've said that a few times, but give it up to Eddie Van Halen for having variety and understanding what uh, what a song needs in terms of a solo. Sometimes you know he'll go a little ham with it, but he can do that because he's he's Eddie Van Halen. You expect him to go ham. But on a few songs, he doesn't. He he keeps it very subtle, and he just plays to what the uh, what the riffs need. I think this is an example of that because let me break it down for you. I'm I'm sticking with this whole new metal thing because they went full new metal in this song. New metal tracks don't usually have solos. A lot of that has to do with the fact that most of the guitar players in new metal bands specifically can't do them. Or it's like if they if they can do them, they won't because new metal was the time of metal where solos are just not a necessity. They're just not. You know, who cares? Um, and that's what it kind of sounds like they're doing here. I think I think you were more correct than you realize. I I kind of feel like maybe old uh, old Wolfgang had a lot of influence on this. Maybe they even did the song for him. Like, or maybe, maybe this was something he contributed and they said, yeah, let's, let's go with it. Why not? It's, it's something different. It's, it's, it's fun for us. Not realizing that, uh, uh, tell me again, Corey, this song, uh, what, when was this album released? 2012. 2012. Not realizing, of course, this song at minimum is, is 12 years past its time. Uh, because at that point, new metal was starting to fade out um, just a bit. But hey, again, kudos on them for uh, for just kind of going for it. Um, but I'd like to hear how the rest of this uh, goes down. So uh, yeah, let's um, 
And uh, actually, we've got an update. Wolfgang is 30 years old. Not only that, he is uh, his birthday is a week before mine. Um, <laughs> but of course, but of course, I've got four years on him. Uh, only four, though. So it's, it's very, very highly possible he was inspired by a lot of the bands that I grew up with, too. That uh, the, chances are, and, you know, he's Eddie Van Halen's son, so chances are he probably hung out with a lot of these dudes just because. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you nailed it with all that. And uh, God bless you, Wolfie. Like, uh, we're, I'm a big fan of his. I, I thought his debut album from last year was probably my favorite uh, new record uh, in a long, long time. I thought he did a great job. And uh, yeah, get it's the really old good. boys in Van Halen to try something new. David Lee Ross, 67 years old to uh, Wolfgang's uh-huh. 30. So <laughs> a little bit of an age gap <laughs> at this point in Van Halen history. Well, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yep. All right. I think we got about a minute and a half left. All right. Let's do it. baby sweetie doll mark what do you think uh yeah that, i'm definitely agree with the sentiment that this is uh this was experimental for van halen this was different uh certainly one of their heavier songs that's 100 percent true uh i do believe you are correct in assuming that uh wolfie probably had a lot to do with this track i think if he didn't then okay cool kudos to uh the rest of the boys for trying out something on their own uh on their own terms um the lyrics i i don't really know what to say about about <laughs> the lyrics to this thing it's it's but it it works i it, it works for the song so so there it is um what did, how did you feel about it Corey? i gotta tell you uh musically uh i was a big fan uh like i said uh uh, in the 2000s, I was maybe not into the new metal uh, as much as you were. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like this new direction for Van Halen. I like them kind of reaching out and trying new things. It doesn't always have to be the standard Van Halen sound, right? You know, they lead mm-hmm. very much into pop during the whole Sammy Agar era. So, you know, why not try something a little heavier and a little harder? Uh, I thought Eddie's uh, guitar playing was excellent. Again, uh, both his lead and his rhythm work. I thought the rhythm work, again, we talked about the rhythm work on this album and later Van Halen albums. I thought it was absolutely tremendous. I really enjoyed Alex's drumming on this. 
uh, Wolfgang uh, was great in there too. And I, I was a fan of the lyrics even. Uh, to me, th this is kind of David Lee Roth at his best. He's not Bono. He's not going to be writing, you know, uh, with or without you or Sunday, Bloody, Bloody Sunday. He's going to write songs about fucking. And that's really yeah. what Honey Baby Sweetie Doll is all about. It, it is. And, and based on the uh, the caliber of the song structure, probably rough fucking. So, I mean, yeah. kudos to you. That's all good. Uh, you're right. When you find your niche, you got to stick with it. Uh, I think he uh, this does not sound like one that we've talked about with uh, with Dave in terms of did he just go in the corner for about five to ten minutes and just like throw something together? No, I think he actually puts some a little bit more thought into it, except for that one last line in the first <laughs> verse. I think that was just sort of like, you know, typical Dave's yep, bop, zoobity bop, you know, little thing. Oh, uh, that's, that's <laughs> my favorite line of the song. Come on. Stone, stone <laughs> no, sister, soccer mom, mucha, mucha, mega, cherry bomb. Come on. <laughs> I mean, look, it, it's again, it's poetry. All right. In, in uh, a modern sense, but this is, uh, yeah, um, the, the question that I really have, though, for you, Corey, is, is it a yay or is it a nay? Is that this what dreams are made of? Oh, it is. This song is, is more like the ocean when the moon is full. I'm a face grenade with the sex pin pulled. I got to tell you, I dug I mean, this song. Great line. <laughs> this was a fun song. And I, that's one of my favorite things about Van Halen. You have fun listening to Van Halen. They're masters of their craft. And this is a, a typical fun Van Halen song. It's not serious. It's just a dumb little thing. I, I agree with you 100%. I don't think this is a song where uh, David went off to the corner and belched out lyrics in 10 minutes before he was to hit the vocal booth. He actually thought about these. I mean, come on. Uh, Honey Baby Hampton's kind of lost, sort of rich. I dig both, don't care which. Like he's he's trying and he's doing a great <laughs> job. I dug this song. This is what dreams are made of. Give me more Honey Baby Sweetie Doll. All right, all right. Well, there it is. There, that's 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 what Corey thought. And uh, you might ask yourself, well, well, how did I feel about it? How did I, uh, a kid of the uh, of the '90s and the uh, the early aughts that grew up with. Uh, music that sounded very much like this that was in their heyday. How did I feel about it? Oh, yeah, the no, dream is over. Much book. much like, uh, unfortunately, this, this type of style, this type of song is just a little too late. I think I would have really, honestly, I would have, if this album had dropped... In those in those uh the late '90s, early 2000s, like I said, uh, when when new metal was in its prime, uh, I might have said, oh my, I might have championed this album, like, oh my god, dude, just like Van Halen, even they're doing it, even they're doing it, like Metallica wouldn't even dare try to do this, they're stuck doing their own thing, which absolutely works for Metallica. So, but that's a that's a whole other different show. The point is, and I gotta give and a, a look. All props, once again, to Van Halen. Uh, uh, whether Wolfie had a, a monumental hand in this or not, all props to them for e experimenting, trying something different, trying something relatively new. The problem is it wasn't new-new. It was, it was old-new. And, uh, you know, it's just, in my opinion, certain bands, when they have a particular formula... You stick with the formula. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Van Halen has has re 
uh they haven't they haven't uh uh revamped their formula so to say, so to speak but they've they've taken what they do best and they've evolved it this did not to me sound like an evolution this to me sounded like yeah give the kid a break i guess like let, let him have one it's fine and that's cool and if and if that's the story then kudos props good on you wolfie for getting the uh uh, <laughs> where that came from? I know it's so dreamy. Uh, kudos to Wolfie for getting the old the old dude's a uh, little bit hip. The problem was it was just a little bit too late for me. And on you know it's um, was it fun? Sure, but I don't. If I went back and listened to this, I think I would just laugh the whole time, and I wouldn't just like I can't take this remotely seriously. And and that's fine, but I mean, if I'm gonna listen to Van Halen, like I really want to rock. This did not make me want to rock. This made me want to just discuss what's happening. Now, I'm, I'm curious to, to hear what what, what Christie's gonna think about this, your your lady friend, because uh, mm. let, let's see if she thinks this one slaps or not. Is she Team Corey or Team Mark on Honey Baby Sweetie Doll? I imagine she's gonna side with you because she's a lot closer in age to you. Uh, in the 2000s, I wasn't listening to new metal that much. Right. I was making fun of bands like Limp Bizkit. So because I wasn't listening to it, maybe it's a little bit fresher for me. So when I hear it coming from Van Halen, I'm like, oh, this is a cool new uh, way to go. I kind of dig that. But you're so used to it. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's past its prime. It's it's old news, right? So interesting that our our uh, giant chasm in age difference has finally played its, reared its ugly head uh, when it came to rating these songs. And all it, all it took was the elements of new metal to do it. But I mean, it's been <laughs> doing that for years because, yeah, the 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 old school of uh even metal fans were very much against new metal when that when that hit and then us us younger people were just like well you just you don't you don't get it man you're you're out of touch and then little did we know years later it was no it, it's not that they were out of touch it was just we were dumb kids and we didn't know any better and i am not disrespecting any of the bands that were that made new metal so prominent because look corn's still doing it corn is still but they've they've managed to uh kind of evolve their their sound and they have just i mean they're they're still the kings and the godfathers deftones started as new metal but they've become something else entirely that's my favorite band in the world so it's just i don't know sometimes the palette needs time to <laughs> grow to season and uh and once it does you go back and you listen to those old tunes and go you know it's not as sweet as I remember, <laughs> and uh, and this song gave me a lot of those vibes, and unfortunately, sort of in the bittersweet column rather than the uh, uh, tasteful bitter <laughs> column, if that makes any sense. But that's just me. Uh, I'll be yeah, I'll be very curious to hear what uh, what Christy has to say, and we would be very curious to hear what uh, the rest of you, the audience, have to say about this. You might be, I think. I'm going to make a wager, Corey. I think everyone listening to this is going to be Team Corey. And really? not a single not a single <laughs> person like, like, is going to agree with Mark. They're going to look, Mark is insane. He's, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Just sh shut up and enjoy the song. And that's fair. Let us know. Uh, and uh, you can let us know on the uh, the socials, at Podcast Will Rock on Twitter. Definitely hit us up on that. Use the hashtag and the Podcast Will Rock so we'll see it. Um but that is, uh, uh, tell me the name of the title one more time because it's a long title. <laughs> Honey, baby, sweetie doll. I dug it, hey. Mark, not so much. And like you said, let us know <laughs> at Podcast Little Rock. We got a, a bunch of new followers here today. I want to thank 
our friends over at Pod of Thunder for giving us a nice shout out, and uh, Mitch yeah. Lafon, who is a very well respected uh, Canadian rock podcaster and a huge Van Halen fan, uh, gave us a shout out too. He was very happy we had a Hagar song finally. It took seven episodes, <laughs> you, but we got a Hagar song. And then episode eight, we're both. right back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then episode eight, we're right back to a different kind of truth. So the, on the, the good side is we're almost done with a different kind of truth songs. We only got like probably seven or eight left to go. But unfortunately, we're not getting a lot of variety uh, in, in the meantime. But this is what I dug. Out of all the songs we've done, I think I've liked two out of three from A Different Kind of Truth. Wow, how about that? Well, I will say that this, having listened to a few songs from this album now, and each one of them I can honestly say has felt different, uh, I'm I'm actually really curious to, I'm kind of hoping the wheel just, that gives us that album, like the whole album, like that will be our first whole album that we uh, review and analyze. I kind of hope so, because I'm curious to see where the rest of the tracks go. Full disclosure, you guys, I don't, when the sh- when these episodes are done, I don't go back and listen to uh, Van Halen tunes because I feel like that would ruin the ambiance. Uh, now, if it's a song we've already talked about or if it's one of the upper tier songs like Panama or Jump that you know, everyone knows by by heart, you know, since birth, uh, that that's different because you can't help but hear those songs. You can't help but jam them. It's probably on everyone's Get Psyched playlist somewhere out there. But... As far as this album goes, uh, I'm I'm just I'm very curious to to hear how the rest of it goes because uh, again I don't I don't go back and listen to them uh, or any of the tracks once we're done just to be like I really hope we check out this one because I've been jamming it lately that would ruin the magic and I don't think Corey's doing that either so uh, nope, yeah it, it's yeah let's hope let's hope the wheel uh, is is kind and gives us what we want. And we hope uh, we've given you all what you want by analyzing yet another of Van Halen's tunes in their enormous catalog. As Corey said, we still have well over 100 tracks to get through. Uh, it's, it's We're not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, weather be damned and everything. You can't stop us, weather. Uh, Corey, if the people want to talk to you directly and go talk about you or follow your goings-ons, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at CD Morset uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And by all means, uh, hit me up. Let me know what you thought of this episode, what you thought of the show in general, what we could be doing better. Uh, and let me know what you thought of Honey Baby Sweetie Doll. Just because I dug it doesn't mean you have to. I know Mark certainly didn't. But, you know, let, let's have that discussion. I love talking Van Halen, and I'm happy to do that with anybody that comes around. So, yeah, hit me up and let me know. Always the contrarian I am. Uh, you can find me and if you want to you know yell at me and talk about how wrong I am uh, please hit me up at Twitter uh, or on Twitter at Mark the Bat also on Instagram follow me there uh, all, once again follow us on Twitter at podcast will rock uh, let us know there maybe we'll throw in a poll one of these days to go like is uh, is this song new metal or not uh, and we'll t- we'll put honey. Honey, sweetie, boo-boo child, whatever the name of the song is. It's crazy. Uh, We'll do that. And we'll just, yeah, let's get a discussion going. Because I'm genuinely curious to see how the reaction will go. Especially if you guys are in my age group. And you know what I'm talking about with uh, certain new metal bands. (laughs) Am I right or am I crazy? I want to hear from you. Corey wants to hear from you. Let's all get together and have this dialogue. Um Corey, any other plugs you want to add to the uh, to the show before we sign off? 
Yeah, no, that's really about it. Uh, just now, now I got to kill a week uh, before we record another one of these. But I just want to thank all the new people that started following us on Twitter and started listening to the show. Uh, mm -hmm. Welcome aboard. I, I hope you'll continue going on this journey with us. Uh, 111 more shows to go with Van Halen. And then who knows? Uh, if we're still having fun, maybe we do a season two with another band. I, I'm kind of looking forward to that possibility as well. But if you're not listening to us, and I, I can't stress it enough, Pot of Thunder is my, probably my favorite podcast on the interwebs right now. Give those guys a follow. Give them a listen. Uh, absolutely tremendous. They, they just did a, uh, oh gosh, they just did a Tommy Lee solo track uh, for their song of the week. Oh, it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. But they eviscerated it, and it was tremendous to listen to. Was it uh, his Methods of Mayhem stuff or just Tommy Lee? It was from the, the 2020 album. Oh, oh, God. Uh, so, so just Tommy so Lee. very yeah. recently, yeah. Just, to, oh, yeah. boy. Uh, speaking of new metal, yeah, Methods of Mayhem. Uh, yeah, tweet at us if you remember that band featuring Tommy <laughs> Lee. Oh, you know that we brought it up? Um, it's Tommy Lee's uh, Knock Me Down from the album Andro. All right. Well, listen to Pot of, uh, Pot of Thunder and to hear that discussion. I, I think I'm going to have to tune in for that just, just for sheer curiosity. Big shout out to Pot of Thunder for shouting us out. Thank you guys so much. That's awesome. We're here because of you, because of your show. Uh, and uh, thank you for the inspiration. Uh, special plug for myself. If you happen to be in the Nashville area this weekend, I'm told that the snow is going to melt by then, so we should be good. Uh, Saturday. January 8th, we are doing a, me and a few musicians in town are doing a special tribute show to, uh, uh, we are tributing industrial metal of yesteryear. Bands like Fear Factory and Nine Inch Nails and Orgy, things of that nature. Uh, so it's metal, it's a little uh, electronic, and it's very, very danceable. You will have fun, you will dance. All proceeds are going to Music Cares, which is a great charity. Uh, we're not getting paid for this whatsoever. We're just playing tunes that we enjoy and doing it for a great cause. So if you're in Nashville, come down to the Exit Inn and see us uh, do what we do. See what You get to hear me sing some tunes, and then you can critique me all you want. You can hit me up on Twitter about it. It's fine. I, I can take criticism. And we can take listening to more Van Halen because we're going to keep the train rolling Week after week, we are here for you. We are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later. <laughs> <laughs>